Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast, presented by Canon Press. Welcome to the Feminine Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks so much for joining me today. Since next week is Thanksgiving, I thought I'd share a few thoughts about cheerfulness and feasting. First, let's look at Proverbs 15:15. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. This is such a great verse. We have here we have two people contrasted The first one is afflicted, and all the days of the afflicted are evil. So this first person's afflicted, and we should have pity for and patience with the afflicted person when they see all their days as evil, because we can't know how difficult it is for them. And all we know is that they are bearing a lot of weight, and so we should not be hard on them, but help them and pray for them and and come alongside as much as we're able. So This is especially true when we don't have as many afflictions ourselves or the ones we have are not as unbearable as theirs. So obviously, we are to be understanding and compassionate. On the other hand, it is possible that you have just as many afflictions as the next person, but you choose to keep most of them between you and the Lord. Personalities are different. Some let the affliction weigh them down so much that every day is just a bummer. And some people are dragged around by their afflictions. And their afflictions are what everyone thinks of when they think of the person. The affliction sets the tone and affects everything and defines the person so much that all their days are evil. And in some extreme cases, the person just won't be cheered up but only wants to talk about the affliction. And even if the affliction itself is getting better, this person may not want to acknowledge it, but just always focus on how hard it still is. And this, in some ways, is letting the affliction get the better of them. You know, it's like, let's not let it dominate us. We can all be tempted to allow our troubles to cast a much longer shadow on our joy than we really need to. And at the same time, like I said earlier, I don't mean to sound like we should just dismiss the afflictions and troubles of others. No, we need to bear with them in love. But this person who sees all the days as evil is contrasted to the person with a merry heart. Think of that, a merry heart, and not just at Christmas either. A merry heart is a joyful heart, a cheerful heart. That person with the merry heart has a continual feast. Everything is excellent, a continual abundance without interruption. And I'm going to say a continual spiritual abundance. It's like a feast, you know, without interruption. And I suppose it's possible they're affliction free. There may be someone who has no afflictions. But they might also be the kind that counted all joy when they meet various trials. And even when they're in jail, they're singing hymns like the apostle. So both these people in this proverb have hearts. Both have a perspective. One is blessed and cheerful, and the other sees everything as mournful and evil. So you may be thinking, how does this tie in with Thanksgiving? (laughs) Well, it does. 
Because even if we're not burdened with severe afflictions, we can get ourselves into a funk and a pity party with our everyday troubles. If you see all your days as evil because of the weather or because of temptations or because of afflictions, whatever it is, if all your days seem evil to you, then Thanksgiving is just going to be one more big bad day. And you're going to focus on all the wrong things, just focusing on all the labor, the shopping, the cleaning, the inviting, the cooking, the cleaning up, all of it is going to be a burden. All of it is going to be evil in your eyes. And that's making a choice early on before Thanksgiving even come to not enjoy the day, choosing not to enjoy it. And so that's when we're tempted to let everyone else know how much work it is for us and how little help we get. And it's such a bummer to live like that. But if you have a merry heart, even in the midst of afflictions, all the preparation is going to be a feast in itself. And you'll see the work as a real labor of love and the preparations as very jolly. And you'll see what a, you'll see how blessed you are to have the privilege to be preparing such a feast for the people you love. And you can even view the cleanup as a grand finale of the great feast. So how do we get this merry heart that is a continual feast? Well, first remember you do have an enemy who doesn't want you to have a merry heart, right? And that's very important. How is the enemy, how is the tempter trying to get you off track even now? So pay attention to that. So keep short accounts. Remember, keep short accounts. Confess your sins. Be aware. Be resisting temptation. Be spiritually alert and make good choices, choices to be positive and upbeat rather than negative and down in the dumps. Be thankful. It is Thanksgiving after all, right? And think of all these preparations you're making as gifts to bestow on your people. Merry gifts. God sees all your work. He sees all your labor. Offer it all to him and thank him he's given you such good work to do, such an honor and a privilege to get to prepare a Thanksgiving feast. And look around at your resources, you know, your kitchen, your appliances, even the old ones. (laughs) The fact that we can go to a grocery store and still find a turkey. So many blessings. And we have the means to buy a turkey. You know, it's just so many good gifts. And then as you begin the work of all the preparations, make a point of praying for the people on your list who will be sitting down at your table. Pray for them now. Pray for some of them are traveling uh, to get to your table. Make it such a sweet time for them. Pray for a special blessing on each one because you know nothing wrecks a holiday more than family fusses and feuds. So determine you are not going to be cheerless. You're going to be cheerful. And you're not going to be spreading cheerlessness, but cheerfulness. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver. Pray for that merry heart that's a continual banquet of good things. And I just suggest when you sit down, you're going to have to make a list of all your ingredients and all the food and maybe who's bringing what, all of that. Just pray about how you can approach it with a merry heart. Spend some time on that. Meditate on that. And also, you know, oftentimes people who are planning events do have some plans for when things go wrong. (laughs) So consider what could go wrong 
And how am I going to be prepared for that? You know, it's kind of like if you live in a place where the power might go out in the storm, you've got the drawer with the candles, the flashlight, you know, where the mattress are, you know, you have a plan. But just ask the Lord to give you the right response that you don't freak out over anything. The turkey's not done on time or something, you know, that you just will roll with it. Back when I was helping plan the protocol event for Logos School, I remember learning after a few years, there will always be one or two curveballs with every event, something that didn't go as planned. And so just be ready for it. And when it comes, you go, oh, here's the curveball. So we're just going to roll with it. So what do you want your family and your friends to remember about your Thanksgiving table? You want them to remember what a cheerful place it was. So make it specially merry for the little people around your table. And that at our house, it usually meant a mandarin orange, Thanksgiving and Christmas, always a mandarin orange at each plate. And then for the kids, some little candy sprinkled around their, their cup or by their plate, just for whenever they wanted them. They didn't have to even wait. They were <laughs> part of the menu. And just making it a merry time and enjoying the preparations even now. And so don't consider the days evil. Don't let the afflictions afflict your heart, but have a merry heart that has a continual feast, a continual feast in your heart all the time. So I really hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving celebration, and I hope it's a very merry one too. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, check out Soup Night Slapdashery, Cooking for Big Crowds Made Simple by Rebecca Merkel. Order your copy today at canonpress.com. Music